Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Breaking news. Roseanne Barr has a YouTube channel. I thought the bitch was wise. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to set that. I've been trying all morning to set that as the uh, ringtone on my phone. But I haven't been. I haven't had, if anyone knows how to do that, hey, hit me up. Uh, 340-1045. Help a brother out because it's just too good not to utilize in some, fa- <laughs> in some fashion. We're going to cover. There's so much to cover today. I thought I woke up this morning. First of all, I'm ridiculously tired because I have um, I have a, a smoke alarm somewhere in my house. And the battery is low. And it's not a typical smoke alarm that will, you know, like when the, when the, when the battery is low, you get that little chirp, it goes boop, but it does it every minute or every 30 seconds so you can locate it and remedy the problem. No, this one, for whatever reason, only chirps every 90 minutes. So, you know, I'll be laying in bed and I'll hear boop, but then I don't hear it again for 90 minutes. And I can't locate it, and there's no flashing light. And also, it talks to me. There's a female voice. I didn't. I didn't even know I had. The, the previous owner must have installed these smoke alarms. They're really. Maybe he was lonely. I don't know. But they're really creepy. So this woman's. So it goes boop, and then this woman's voice goes. Batteries are low, and it creeps me out. And my wife too was like, "Who are you talking to?" I'm like, "I'm not." I don't, she thought I had like a woman in the house somewhere. I'm like, "That was just a smoke alarm." But all night long, it was going off every 90 minutes. So every 90 minutes, I woke up, I wandered around the house cursing, and then I went back to bed. So I am a little tired. But thank God Roseanne Barr was here to wake me up uh, and and you know and keep me going and give me that adrenaline rush. And I've been on her YouTube channel all all morning, and it's really phenomenal. And I'm excited about her new career, and we'll get into that. Speaking of annoying things that happen, by the way, every 90 minutes, Donald Trump has been tweeting again. <laughs> which, which I kind of feel, you know what it is? I now know when my smoke alarm beeps annoyingly every 90 minutes, boop, and I get sent into a tizzy, I now know exactly how the media feels whenever Donald Trump sends out a tweet or the Democrats or whatever. This time he's tweeting in all caps to Iran threatening to blow them off the face of the earth. So as you can as you can imagine, it was a pretty exciting Monday morning for uh, just about everybody in the United States of America. And then on top of all that, I interviewed Alan Dershowitz on Friday. Uh, didn't get a chance to air it live because of Carathon, but we uh, I have some clips of that I want to share. So uh, maybe I don't even know where to start. Maybe we'll start Maybe we'll start with Roseanne. Why don't we do that? So, Roseanne, here's the deal. Roseanne Barr, for those of you that that know, got fired from ABC. And she's been kind of mulling around. First, she had to sign away the rights to her show so that everybody who was working on the show could continue to work on what they're now calling a spinoff, when really it's not a spinoff. It's the same show without Roseanne. 
called The Connors. or that, it, No one's going to watch it. It doesn't really matter. Then it was like, what's Roseanne going to do now? She went on Twitter. She vowed to come back to television. Uh, she was going around trying to do interviews. We saw her wandering around her house smoking a lot. Well, she's created a YouTube channel. I'm I'm a little shocked it wasn't a podcast because that's typically what celebrities do. But she's decided a YouTube channel is her is her best bet. And one of the first things she wanted to do was explain why she got fired and explain uh, her Valerie Jarrett tweet and why she tweeted it in, in the first place. And you've probably heard this clip already. You're going to hear it several more times today because it tickles me and and I need a little extra tickling today. As I said, at the end of that didn't sound. That sounded weird uh, coming out of my mouth. Uh, that's not the way I, it would sound in my head. But anyway, so so Roseanne Bard starts this YouTube channel. And I guess I should go back. She didn't start the YouTube channel. She's had this for a while. She's just now revamping it or or she's going in a new direction. I guess she's trying to like drum up some activity on her YouTube channel. So she started with a video where she angrily and obnoxiously and yellingly explains why she uh, tweeted what she tweeted about Valerie Jarrett. Damn it! I thought the bitch was white! Yeah, there was, there was some interviewer saying, yes, we know, you told us that a thousand times. Um, so then she shot another video, which seems to be in the same setting, the same time. She's yeah, done her hair a little bit. She's put on makeup. She's uh, put out her cigarette, which is cool. And she goes into a much uh, lengthier and more subdued explanation. When ABC called and asked me to explain my egregious and unforgivable tweet, I told them, I thought Valerie Jarrett was white. <laughs> it's an interesting. It's an interesting argument. You know, it's an interesting. It's an interesting defense. Uh, oh, you know what? I should have asked Alan Dershowitz about that when I talked to him. Well, you know what? Never mind. I'll call him later. But it's an interesting defense. You know, if you tweet something racist about someone, but you thought that person was white or a different ethnicity than they actually are, does that make it okay? Because she's basically saying that she was accidentally racist because, uh, you know, as she said before. I thought the was white <laughs> so uh so that's so that's that's where she is now but and then she goes on like i said to explain another reason she was then immediately not just reprimanded but fired from abc my show was canceled before even one advertiser pulled out and i was labeled a racist why you ask well, the answer is simple. It's because I voted for Donald Trump. Which is ironic because voting for Donald Trump is exactly what drove her show to the top of the ratings. And it's exactly what put her show on the top. And it's exactly what made it advertiser friendly. Because she was talking about things that average ordinary Americans were talking about. She was doing things that average American families were doing. They had opinions and arguments. The first whole episode was her sister Jackie, uh, played by... What's her name? The woman. She is the only one that got nominated for an Academy or for a, a what do you call it? A, a uh, an Emmy Award. Um, uh, I forget her name. But anyway, she's the and of course she was the only one nominated for an Emmy Award because she was the one that voted for Hillary Clinton in the show. And so so they had this big long argument and they hadn't spoken in about a year because uh, Laurie Metcalf. Thank you. That's her name. Laurie Metcalf's character and Roseanne Barr's character voted for different people. And I told and, and when it happened when they debuted this show, I was like, that's so true to life. That is so every American family. There's some aunt who won't invite. You over to Thanksgiving anymore because you voted for Donald Trump or your grandparents don't want you coming to their house anymore because you voted for Hillary Clinton or, you know, your 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 gay brother won't talk to you anymore because you voted for Trump or you you uh, send him one of those little red hats. Some every family has some kind of major dispute, some kind of major hol uh, holiday has been ruined 
by this election. And Roseanne Barr and Laurie Metcalf and everyone else on the show say, hey, we should depict that because that's really what happens. And they depict it and it's what happens and everyone loves it. And then uh, she tweets um, this horrible thing about Valerie Jarrett because she thought she was white and they throw it all to pieces. So now Roseanne is on YouTube. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that's where it ends. I've seen this before. It's not going to end. She's YouTube is not going to be her final resting place. I see what happened when celebrities fall. There's there's two words, folks. This is where Roseanne's going to end up. Are you ready? Listen carefully. Mark my words. Talk radio. Talk radio. It's where it's where every Hollywood person who was brave enough to step out of the spotlight and say, hey, guess what? Uh, I voted Republican. Hey, I'm conservative. Hey, that's really all they can do. There's no place else for them to go. She thinks this YouTube channel is going to take off because, look, yeah, she got 1.2 million views on her. I thought the you know what was white uh, video. She got 352,000 on the next one, her official statement. But the rest of them are getting like 3,000, 4,000. By the way, some of the titles. <laughs> the Roseanne explains the Valerie Jarrett tweet has 1.2 million views. It was posted three days ago. Five days ago, uh, she posted a video called French Toast. And just before that, she posted another video called Bananas. And before that, Cinnamon. So this is some kind of like, it's some kind of a hybrid political slash cooking YouTube experiment that Roseanne's going. I know, I'm excited about it. Personally, I'm excited about it. Uh, but but rest assured, she will one day be on a talk radio station near you. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. Coming up, um, I talked to Alan Dershowitz, and I asked him specifically what Donald Trump could be impeached for. And uh, the answers he gave me may shock you. I'll play them for you here in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining me. Sorry, I was just watching. I was just watching Roseanne's video uh, on her YouTube channel. I thought the bitch was white. No, 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 not that one. I'm watching French toast right now, and I'm telling you, it's making me so hungry. <laughs> but don't whatever you do, don't watch French toast when it's like 11:30, and you're not going to be able to have lunch for like another hour. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. More on Ro- Roseanne and uh, what Alan Dershowitz had to say about reasons to impeach Donald Trump. Coming up here in just a minute. Plus, oh yeah. We could be going to uh, we could be going to war with Iran, which is very exciting. To Rob uh, just called and he, he he ditched though he had to go. He was going to help me fix my my smoke alarm. I think it's the smoke alarm too. And that there's so much digital stuff in the house that when it when it started going off, I uh, because I and because I'm very responsible. I try to keep my smoke alarms updated. I try to make sure that you know every every 90 days or on my birthday or you know whenever it is, you go in and you, and you get the batteries out of the old one, you put in the new ones. And I was sure that I'd updated all the smoke alarms with fresh batteries. So I thought you know hey maybe it's the security system. And it and when this thing started going off, you know like. Batteries are low, and I heard that woman's voice talking to me. Uh, I called my security. I called Safe Touch. They're amazing, by the way. Safe Touch is the bomb. And I called Safe. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I swear to God, one a.m. My wife thinks I'm crazy. She goes, "What are you doing? You have to be at work in three hours." And I go, "I can't sleep because this woman keeps talking to me, telling me my battery's low, which is kind of insulting. I'm going to be honest with you." So I get on the phone and Safe Touch, and this dude at one o'clock in the morning answers, and he's so. Like up and just like he's like, hello, Mr. K, how may I help you? And I was like, dude, you got to help me out, whatever. So he runs a system check and he tells me everything's working fine. He tells me to hit this button on my panel. He goes, "Okay, we've reset your system. You should be okay." And I said, so I'm not going to hear the woman talk anymore. 
And he goes, what woman is that, sir? <laughs> and I said, my alarm. It's been saying to me, you know, beep, your battery is low. And there was this giant pause. And he goes, sir, your security system does not speak to you. <laughs> and I thought to myself, God, this guy thinks this guy thinks I'm crazy, which maybe uh which maybe I am. Three four oh one one oh four five. All right. Speaking of crazy, uh Alan Dershowitz, this guy and I want to preface this by saying Alan Dershowitz is not at all is not at all a Republican. He is no friend of Donald Trump. He didn't vote for Donald Trump. He's been supporting the Clintons for years. He's a Democrat. He's from New York. He's a New York attorney. This guy has, you know, been outspokenly uh, vocal about the Democratic Party and his support for them for his entire life. So now he's written a book called The Case Against Impeaching Trump. And you can imagine what kind of a firestorm this has set off. Uh, and I had a chance to speak with him, and it was really interesting to speak to a known Democrat who seems to actually be able to differentiate good from bad, right from wrong. And it's it was very interesting to speak to a Democrat who was able to think in terms of the constitutionality of a situation and not the politics of a situation. And in fact, one of the things that he says right out front, and, and I wasn't going to buy the book because, again, uh, you know, two reasons. First of all, I thought he was going to send me a free copy because I was interviewing him, and that didn't happen. And the second reason I wasn't going to buy the book was because, I mean, I don't read, right? If there's not a one-and-a-half-minute YouTube video about it, I figure I don't need to know about it. That's why I'm watching Roseanne Barr make French toast instead of reading Alan Dershowitz's book. But there's something he says in the very first paragraph of the very first page of the very first chapter in the case against impeaching Donald Trump uh, that I want to share with you. Because it blows the lid off this Mueller investigation like just wide open, wide open. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till we get to that right after the news. Uh, we'll be back. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. So I just subscribed to Roseanne Barr's YouTube channel. I'm fascinated by it. I've been watching all her videos over the break. I watched uh, her explaining the Valerie Jarrett tweet again. I watched French Toast. I watched Bananas twice. Um, and Cinnamon, where she's grinding cinnamon in some kind of antique cinnamon grinder. Which uh, it's fat. Oh, also, she's doing an interview with someone named Johnny in a car. Uh, her last video was simply just entitled, Duh. Which already has, duh, duh, already has 6,000 views. I really think she's found her calling. I really, that's what the Roseanne Barr show should, should be. And that's what it should have been all along. That's what should have happened. Instead of Roseanne Barr coming back and trying to rehash the old Connor clan, uh, you know, being back in the old house in Chicago and having Darla move back at home and having Dan still there with his business and then being poor and angry, uh, you know, kind of white trash, blue collar, suburban Chicago people. Instead of all that happening, should, they should have just put her in a studio with a camera, uh, a bottle of gin and a pack of cigarettes, turned on the camera and said, Go, because that's what she's doing now. And I have to be honest with you, it's some of the uh, it's some of the most incredible stuff, um, most incredible stuff that I've ever seen. And it's and it's not just her screaming and yelling. I thought the was why she's also talking about what happened in her life. My show was canceled before even one advertiser pulled out and I was labeled a racist. Mm. Why, you ask? Well, the answer is simple. It's because I voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, and you're in Ho and you live in Hollywood. That's the key. If you vote for Donald Trump and you live in, you know, like 80% of the other country, uh you're not you're not seen that way. 
Actually, that's a lie. Yes, you are. All right, so let's switch. Let's get to Alan Dershowitz here because Alan Dershowitz has written a fantastic book about uh, it. You know, it's called impeaching Trump, but really, it's more about the Constitution. And if you're one of those people that has heard of the Constitution, but you're not quite familiar with it, you know, there's like a Bill of Rights and uh, something about owning a gun. Well, this is this is a pretty good um, it's a pretty good starter book. It's short. It's not that expensive, and it kind of goes into the rules of impeachment as laid out by the Constitution. And one of the things that, right on the very first page, not even the first page of the book, but the introduction, which nobody really ever reads. I mean, like, whoever, usually the introduction you skip. For whatever reason, I didn't. I just, I started reading. I wasn't really paying attention. And right there on the first page, Alan Dershowitz says something which I think sums up the entire uh, impeachment idea as, as far as the Democrats and Donald Trump and the midterm elections and the Mueller investigation and the media, as, as the midterms, the Mueller investigation and the media, the three M's, as far as it goes, uh, Alan Dershowitz has really put the whole thing to rest in really the first page. He, it, the book is about 200 and 200 and, I'm sorry, it's about 150 pages. It could have just been one. He writes, the Constitution does not empower Congress to remove a president who has not committed an enumerated crime. Basically, what this means is the, the Congress cannot just remove the president because, you know, just because, just because we don't like him or he were bored with him or you just because we don't think that it was fair or because we really wanted Hillary Clinton to be president. Just because, you know, we're not really we prefer socialism. Any of those really you can't do it. They have to have committed a crime. And this is the part that I think most people don't know or if they do know, they disregard because it doesn't help them politically. He also writes. Uh, it does not. The Constitution does not require Congress to remove him, even if he has committed such a crime. So if Donald Trump colluded with Russia, if Donald Trump sold secrets to Putin, if Donald Trump accepted money from you know somebody or other, if there was some kind of treason, even treason that happened during the soccer summit where Putin handed Donald Trump that soccer ball and Donald Trump said, I don't see any reason why he would or wouldn't or whatever it was, if any of that happened. It is not a requisite, meaning Congress still doesn't have to remove Donald Trump. If they think he's doing a good job, if they, he could be guilty of a crime and still be president. And I think a lot of people are confused about that. They just think it's an automatic. They just think it's an automatic. And to that extent, Alan Dershowitz writes, because... Because the the Constitution says you cannot remove a president unless he's committed a crime, and you don't even have to. To that extent, he writes, impeachment and removal are political in nature. All of it is political in nature because the Constitution says you can commit a crime, still be president. It's up to Congress. So if you are impeached and removed from office, it is 100 percent an act of politics. It is political pandering to your party and your constituents and whoever else. It is a way for you to suck power, a power grab, if you will. That's all it is. And if you think about it, when you look at where the Constitution lays out the articles of impeachment, where do, where do they put the power? Do they put the power in the Supreme Court's hands? No. The Supreme Court is the only body it, it laid out in the Constitution that is not elected. They are duly appointed for life. They are the legal branch. They are there to interpret law. So if this were a real trial, a criminal trial with criminal consequences, it would go to the Supreme Court. But it doesn't. It lies with the Congress, which is a strictly political body. 
They are elected by the uh, by the American people. That is the that is the cornerstone of the republic. So anytime you talk about impeachment, you have to remember that it's not even a necessity if Donald Trump is found guilty or any president is found guilty. And let's face it, if they haven't found him guilty yet, they're not going to find him guilty ever. Or they're just not very good lawyers. 340 340-1045. So I started talking to Alan Dershowitz about his book. And by the way, again, this is this is what you're doing. Listen to what he said. This is I'm not going to play you the whole interview because he talked a lot. You know, and you just need the you just you just need the you just need the highlights. But he's in this book, The Case Against Impeaching Donald Trump. He told me that, you know, he voted for Hillary. He lives in Florida now. He voted for Hillary Clinton. He's been a longtime proponent of the Democratic Party. All his friends are Democrats. He's written so many books that the Democrats have said, hey, great job. He wrote a book about the uh, election in 2000. You know, condemning the Supreme Court for stopping the count here in Florida. And all of his Democratic pals were patting him on the back saying, you've done a You're a true uh, patriot of the United States. Great read. Oh, my gosh, you should run for president. All this stuff. And now, since he wrote a book saying we shouldn't impeach Donald Trump, here's what here's what his friends are. The criticism. I mean, I'm telling you, it's harsh. A woman said she would stab me in the heart if she saw me. Somebody came over to a friend on the beach and said, why are you talking to that terrible man? Yeah, she's a, a woman because of a book he wrote saying, hey, FYI, the Constitution, uh, the Constitution says that we shouldn't impeach Donald Trump. Because of that, this woman wants to stab him in the heart. Another woman said, went up to his friend and said, why are you talking to this horrible man? Horrible, awful man. Why? Because he interpreted the Constitution as it was written. Three four zero one zero four five. He also said, "Listen, he said his publisher. They had actually two covers. I thought I found this to be fascinating. He knew, and this is where he's a true entrepreneur. He knew that he had uh, two choices: Hillary Clinton was going to be president, Donald Trump was going to be president, and he was prescient enough to determine that either way the election went, there would be calls for the other party for impeachment. So they had two books written. One was the case against impeaching Donald Trump. The other one was the case against impeaching Hillary Clinton." And they even had a third special edition made up for liberals who want to read this book but are scared of retribution. They produced a special Martha's Vineyard edition of my book, which is a plain brown wrapper, so people can read it on the beach without anybody knowing they're reading this book. (laughs) They have like a cloak and dagger copy of the book so that you don't have to get caught reading it uh, around your liberal friends and have them threaten to stab you in the heart. You know, but the, but the reason they went with Trump was because he won the election. Trump's the president. He's the guy they're trying to impeach. They're trying to say that he committed an impeachable fuck offense in his press conference with Putin. And I make the point, obviously, that that's not the, the way the Constitution was framed. Uh, which, I mean, you'd think would be the end of the story. But, of course, it's not. It's just the beginning. Because people don't really understand how the Constitution was framed. They think that impeachment is, again, as he pointed out, it is a political ploy. And I asked him, I said, all right, so legally, because this guy's a Harvard Law professor. This guy was involved in the Sonny, uh, you know, the Klaus von Bülow case, O.J. Simpson, Leona Helmsley. You know, he's made millions of dollars defending people. And now he's out there openly defending Donald Trump even though he's not a political supporter of the man. He's defending him based on what the Constitution said. So I asked him, I said, point blank, Alan Dershowitz, can you impeach a president simply because you don't like them? And he said... No, you can't. It has to be high crime, misdemeanor, bribery, or treason. High crime, misdemeanor, bribery, or treason. 
according to the Constitution, those are the only reasons why you can impro you can uh, you can not just impeach but remove a president from office. And I asked him again. I said, "What if he imposes tariffs you don't like? No. What if he insults our allies? No. What if he fires somebody? No. Tweets a lot? No. What if he says something mean to you? Then you say mean things back to him." And I think that's exactly, uh, I think that's exactly what, uh, what Donald Trump and his, his, uh, <laughs> his adversaries are doing. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. I gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back here. Uh, we got some of your phone calls lined up. Steve, Kurt, everybody else. Hang tight. We'll get to you in just a minute. This is the Mark Cake Show on News 1045 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Three four zero one zero four five is number. By the way, the Donald Trump, President Trump, has been tweeting up a storm about. I mean, I could I could read through the rest of the tweets, but it would take it would we'd be like halfway into Rush Limbaugh's show. But one of the things he did was responded to Iran. Uh, You know, and now everyone's all like, "Oh no, we're going to go to war with Iran because Donald Trump used all caps in a tweet." Literally, that's what they're angry about. They're angry that not only did Donald Trump tweet to Iran, but that he used all caps. Like he's yelling at them, and that's gonna it's gonna be the all caps war as they uh, as they commented on the Drudge Report. But Iran, you know, they threatened us first. They said Donald Trump's looking for the mo- if they if Donald Trump goes to war with Iran, if we get into a war with Iran, he said it'll be the mother of all wars. That's what uh, that's what uh, what's his name said. Uh, one of the the guy from I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm not even gonna try. But he said it'll be the mother of all wars. What does that mean? Like it's gonna make us feel guilty for not calling enough? I never understood what that meant. Uh, 340-1045. Let's go to Steve in Jacksonville. Steve, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, good. Good morning, Mark. How are you? So, Doing great. What did you want to uh, say? On your last segment, you were talking about the political biases that come to impeachment. But I've been, I pay very close attention on a regular basis. My question to you is, why do you think the Attorney General is staying so far out of touch or under the radar when it comes to this special counsel, the files of warrants, the FBI instructions? He's just non-existent. So I just want to kind of, what, what is your opinion? Because nobody really has talked, there's been congressmen, there's been people calling for him to step up, and he's just so far out of touch. So I just wanted to hear oh, what's your opinion, or what do you think? You mean Jeff Sessions or Rod Rosenstein? Yeah, no, Jeff Sessions. Attorney yeah, General, well, I mean, he's he, not getting involved in anything. He's just he's just so far out of touch, and not even, I mean, multiple people are yeah, calling well, for him to step up. No, that's true. And I think the big reason is because he rec- he recused himself. And as soon as he recused himself, he had to step out of the spotlight. He had to hand over everything to Rod Rosenstein. Then, of course, Donald Trump pulled him into the Oval Office and lay into him. And, well, you know, had some had some all caps language in person for the guy. And he realized, OK, now I screwed that up. I just think that Jeff Sessions is trying to lay low and, you know, bide his time until the whole thing's over. And then maybe he'll step back up. Then maybe he'll leave. Then maybe he'll get fired. But as soon as the Mueller investigation's over, uh, there's definitely going to be some kind of change. Whether whether it's whether Jeff Sessions is the one who um, you know who who puts it forward or Donald Trump does, because I mean you, I mean he's done nothing in the last two years because the first thing he did was say I can't do anything. Hey, thanks for the call. Good question too. I asked uh, I asked uh, Alan Dershowitz about that too, and he said you know he said Rod Rosenstein, if anyone, was the one that should have recused himself. Jeff Sessions has more of a right to uh, you know oversee the special counsel than Rod Rosenstein does because the dude's a witness to the crime that they're investigating, or, or the uh, I'm sorry, the allegations that they're investigating. Three four zero one zero four five. Let's go to James uh, in Palm Coast. James, uh, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say, James? Oh yes, basically. Uh, the president can be impeached for non-criminal actions. The word misdemeanors means 
misbehavior in office, which brings shame on the office. It does not mean spitting on a sidewalk or throwing a stone through a window when there are little bad things, like big bad things would be treason. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I appreciate your call, James. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I'm going to, I'm going to side with Alan Dershowitz, Harvard professor and constitutional analyst, who said, uh, you know, there's only four reasons. No, you can't. It has to be high crime, misdemeanor, bribery, or treason. Yeah, yeah, high crime, misdemeanor, uh, which is crime. When he says misdemeanor, he means a high crime, a high misdemeanor, a high felony, uh, treason, or bribery. And we don't have evidence of any of those things either. You know what? I'll I'll read the rest. I'll, this book I'll read. I'll read. I'm on page one. I'll see if I can get all the way through page 150, and then maybe we'll we'll go into a little bit more. Anyway, I gotta get out of here. Uh, stay tuned. We got Rush Limbaugh. We've got the news coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 with an all new show. If you ever want to get in touch with me and and comment about something that happened today, something you want to talk about tomorrow, and I'm off the air, just go ahead and download the News 104.5 WOKV mobile app and send me an open mic message. We'll get to you. I promise. I promise. All right. Thanks so much for listening. It's Mark K. We'll see you tomorrow. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.